I just wanted to point so you're that saying that you would be able to run a better polygamy cult. Yes, I would be able to run a better a better polygamy cult. Hello and welcome to another dead pixel, the podcast that always eats its Wheaties. Uh, my name is Nick. And I'll be your host uh, today. Uh, here with me, a man that invented the light bulb decades after someone else had already invented the light bulb. It's Joe. Joe, how you doing tonight? Doing all right. I mean, you can always, uh, you know, refine something. So it's like 3M, right? You know, we didn't make it, but we made it better. You know, that's that's the that's the slogan I try to go out in life. You know. I didn't do, I didn't invent whatever the things were, but I sure as heck make it better. And so what you do is you take one light bulb and you just duct tape another one to it. Yeah, it may not fit perfectly in that socket, but that's why you have tinfoil. I mean, yeah, maybe not fire code related, but whatever. You sure get a lot more light though. A lot light, a lot faster. Uh, yeah. So a lot warmer. A lot I mean. warmer, uh, <laughs> especially if it starts a fire. That's it's only a bad thing if you look at it like a bad thing. Uh, it's good to stay positive, but anyway, um, good. Uh, so it is, uh, July 29th as we record this. This will go up on July 30th, uh, God willing. Um, but, uh, uh, I've been having a pretty good week, Joe. Um, in some ways more than others. It started out kind of bad though. Last Sunday, I was going for a long run and I dropped my phone as I have dropped it many times while running. And, uh, it was a two year old phone more than two, almost three years old. And I dropped it, but this time it was a little bit different, uh, because I, I don't know what, I don't know. I just could tell it was different. I picked it up. The screen was cracked and I was like, well, this sucks. The screen itself was also br making a very strange light, a bright light from where the crack was emanating from. And so I was like, hmm. But I was like, I think I can probably make it for a good long time with this cracked screen. People do it all the time. But it came apparent very quickly that uh, the phone was busted. It was, it was working well enough to actually use after I turn it off and turn it back on but it was like scanning and doing all kinds of weird stuff. Long story short, I kind of figured out this phone's not long for this world. So I went to the store straight away and I got myself an iPhone. iPhone Pro Max 13. So I have joined the cult. Um, and uh, anyway, it feels, feels, feels good, I guess. Feels okay. I mean, I guess if you want to fucking, you know, join the indoctrinated in there, that's fine. But I, it's, it, you know, I think don't, do you still have a uh, Apple laptop? Cause I know you did back in the day. I do so. still have an Apple laptop. It is daggum almost nine years old now. I think, <laughs> I think I got it in 2013. Um, it still runs. It doesn't run fast, but it still works. Um, I, I don't know. I've been wanting an iPhone for a couple of years now. Uh, I wanted to get one back whenever I got this uh, this old this old Samsung S10, 
Samsung was good. It, it was a good phone. Um, and I don't, I don't know if the new phone is better because it's, it's better just because it's new, uh, because like a newer technology, blah, blah. Or if it's because it's an iPhone, I don't know, but. Oh no, dude, the S10 to what you got now, it's, uh, they finally did, um, 120 hertz refresh rate screens yeah. on the new current iPhones, which Android's had for a few years now. Uh, yeah, it's you're totally getting just overall new feature sets. Doesn't matter what you had. We're going from the you know, you know I think you'd be happier. Um, but my wife yeah, specifically went with an iPhone. She had she had an old iPhone seven uh, or something like that, and she she wanted to get out of that world. So. Uh, yeah, we got ourselves just recently both got ourselves new uh Samsungs actually. Um, and yeah, they're both pretty nice. Uh, I, I got rid of my Note 9, it was still pretty new, you know, it was only like three, two, three years old. Yeah, uh, but I was, um, I liked it, but the you know, I wanted uh, essentially this had more a couple more camera features that I wanted on it, and as a whole it's just like it's a little smaller i went with we just went with the base model we didn't go with the plus or the ultra though that anime nerd in me went oh if my if my wife and i get one gets the plus one gets the ultra we can do the boku no hero thing and just go plus ultra and like completely nerd out kind of like um it's a good reason uh, to spend dragon ball fusion or something it's like a really yeah, good reason to spend was... like for 300 more dollars or however much more right. it's gonna cost <laughs> it was like, it's a crazy amount more it was so stupid i um, i mean i did look at the samsung i think it's what s21 or whatever they're on now and it's it's very long and tall so i guess it'd be good for uh for like watching 10 um 16 by 9 shows and stuff i I didn't really play with that too much, but, but I, I want to read, uh, more manga. And that was kind of the thing about my old phone is it was a little bit longer. So I was losing more screen, um, to it. And the iPhone's not perfect, but it does give me a little bit bigger screen, a little bit easier to read manga. So that was cool. Um, the, the facial recognition stuff works really, really well. I don't know what the new Samsungs are like, but on the iPhone, like, I can just like hold it, like just like do like that, and it will catch my face and open and open for me. Like, uh, and the the old the old phone, the S10, it worked pretty well early on, but never perfectly. So I guess they've just improved that technology. But I'm enjoying it. I never use I never used the facial recognition. I just uh, always used uh, uh, thumbprint because I end up having like you know the government already has my my fingerprints, so that's okay. Yeah, um, and so I don't care if a couple of corporations have that. Uh, that and it's just like if you really want to go through the hassle of like cellophaning my my fingerprint off my uh, drinking glass or something like that, go for it. I mean, yeah. there's nothing important enough to have on there. Uh, but so I've never bothered with the the facial recognition. Uh, but the the current Samsungs are just fine. Uh, I specifically I really like my the size of the Note. It was just the right size for me. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, the Plus. It was just a hair bigger, and I didn't want to go any bigger. If I anything, I'd rather go just a tad bit smaller. And then the Ultra is just like, no, man. If I'm going to go with the Ultra, I might as well just get myself a small tablet uh, and and just yeah. work with that with have a data plan because that's what I did in Japan. I just had I had myself a full blown tablet with uh, that had data, and that way I can just do. Um, I was able to use Line, 
or any other internet calling service. Yeah. And I didn't actually have to have a dedicated phone number. A tablet would be good. I have debated many times about getting a, a smaller, more squarish tablet to, cause that would be perfect for reading uh manga on, but I just, it's like, uh, I don't want to spend the extra money and I just want it on the go, blah, blah. But having it by the bed and just being able to, to read right before going to bed, that that's like the sweet spot. But yeah, I mean, I, I will say there are some things. This phone is freaking heavy. It is, it is, I could kill somebody with this phone. Um, it is very heavy. It's a lot heavier than the old, the old one. Um, and it's, it's bigger, so it's harder to hold. But um, that like just a hold in general, so it's kind of annoying. But you know, it's it's a good phone overall. Um, I'm I'm in, I'm enjoying it. I'm just enjoying having something new, I guess, uh, on 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 that front. And I have uh, been able to pick up a couple. Uh, I'm sure there's actually some some of these same games, but there's just kind of looking at the app store, seeing what's what's different. Most of the stuff's the same, but it's cool. The other thing, and my own personal news is, um, I finally procured through the help of a very good friend of mine a PlayStation 5 it has been a long time running but thankfully you my good friend Joe has helped me to gain access to a PlayStation 5 and I'm eternally grateful I signed up for the queue and I gave you my spot <laughs> essentially is what it was so um yeah, you can you can go on uh, Sony's website and you can sign up to get their email like, and then it's a random lottery. Uh, essentially, it's a hey, uh, you we will open up a window for you to go buy from us directly, and you, in this couple hour window, you may have a chance to buy uh, a PlayStation and some accessories. Uh, last time I did this, or or I, I was like in it. line, essentially, uh, it was. I think I, I signed in maybe an hour after the allotted window opened. Right. It's like a three or four hour window that give, they give you. And after an hour, like, because I was at work, I was like, uh, I went to, to look for you and it was all gone. No, they were all gone. So yeah. I was like, all right. And so eventually, I don't even know how long ago that was, but I just, it was like that morning, like, hey guys, you know, you've been selected to go in from like, you know, um, noon, to, noon to four or something like that. And it was funny because the guy at my office was like, yeah, I'm apparently I'm like, I, I got him emails like from one to like five. And so he's like the next bracket after me. Um, but he's just like, I don't even know if I'm going to buy it. I'm like, and you know, I, you know, messaged you and you were still interested. And so uh, you got yourself, uh, we got, we were able to get you a disc version and that came with a horizon. Yeah. Uh, forbidden West. So that's cool. Yeah, I uh, I was pretty flabbergasted. Um, I was uh, definitely like I was like when you told me that I was like, I have to. I I like I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty thin on. I was actually I got plenty of money, but I was trying to spend less this month and trying to hold it to a certain point. And then you were like, Hey, uh, you could buy this. And I was like, Fuck! Damn it! I gotta freaking do this now. So. So uh, the the old wallet is taking a hit, but August, August, I'm not spending any money, <laughs> but, but, uh, I'm super glad to have it. And, um, yeah, I haven't had a chance to, to fire up forbidden West yet. Um, I don't know when I was, when I'm going to, but cause I, I was planning on playing the new Xeno, uh, Xeno Chronicles, 
Um, I can't even think of the name of it right now. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles game. But after I mess with that a little bit, I'll definitely be getting into it. I did fire it up, and uh, it didn't take very long to update. I, I was I was expecting to have it updating for for a good long time, but it only took probably like 15 minutes to update. Downloading a game, though, downloading uh, downloading um, the New Horizon game, it that did take a, a good long time because it's a big game. But yeah, um, so glad to finally have that. I'm sure a lot of people are getting are getting it now. Uh, I, I haven't checked the the prices of the scalpers, but I'm sure they've. They've dropped a little bit, but anyway, super glad to that have yeah. that. Very cool. You got the disc version, so seriously, hit hit your local library or multiple libraries in your area. Each township, you know, they you can sign up for different library accounts and check out to see who has what. Um, yeah. If you're lucky, some of them might be connected, and then you just go on their website and you can get them to you know order it to deliver to your whatever library and. Uh, that's a good way to play uh, PS, you know, five games, but also PS4 games. So anything that's, you know, uh, I recommend that Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. You know, they have the PS5 native version now. They just recently did some tweaking to that. Uh, you got uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, oh yeah. I really I like that, that one. Yeah. That's gonna be super pretty for you to watch. Uh, I mean, and then you got you know you a few games that. You can play and then play it upscaled, so you can uh, go into like Elden Ring, and then if you wanted to, if you wanted to play at the best possible frame rate, you play the PS4 version back pat mode on the PS5. Uh, <laughs> that seems to be the most effective way. Yeah, I don't know. Um, if, yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm running it on, so. on, on a, I'm running it on a 1080p screen still, but it's a it's a not, it's a bigger screen, um, and it's it's a good. I mean, it's a Sony actually. It's an old Sony that my dad had um it's it's got a, it's got a good color to it so even just firing it up i was like man this actually looks better than my rinky dink old monitors that i've got uh on my computer so it's it's definitely um definitely an upgrade but now i can uh i can get a i can get a 4k tv at some point uh not sure when that's gonna happen but i can get a 4k tv at some point and really make good use of of it along with the playstation um, so yeah, I'm just super glad, super grateful to have it. I thought, I didn't think I was going to be getting it even this early. I thought maybe Christmas, but I kind of had, I kind of had given up on it, honestly, cause, cause there wasn't as much coming out right away that I felt like I had to play, but, uh, you know, and now it's going to be like, I need to go finish God of War so I can get the new God of War and stuff like that. But yeah, anyway, very cool. Very cool. Now you can play the God of War on the PlayStation. Yeah, that's true. Like you can because I know you you have you own it on PC currently. So, but your PC is a bit older. So yeah, it definitely uh, it definitely chugs on that thing a little bit. Um, but you know, it's 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 fine. I'm already like twelve hours into that, so I need to just ram through the rest of it and try I can try to catch the the new one. Um, but yeah, very cool. Uh, I am eternally grateful, and uh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I was glad I was able to help you out with that. Uh, I mean, uh, for sure, because I probably wouldn't have ended up using you know, using my spot there. Um, and, you know, it's just not the right time for me. And at this point in the game, I'm kind of dedicated to waiting for uh, the next half. Well, yeah, it's like, generally speaking, uh, by now, they would have already come out with the Slim if you know in a non-pandemic world. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's been two years, 
Right. And that that's, so, that's when they've usually come out with a an, an alternate version or something with a bigger hard drive uh, is also usually the case. Uh, they, you know, I'm not expecting another pro, probably not until my guess would be like, if they come up with a half step, it'll be you know, like fall of 20, you know, like next year, 2023. Right. Um, but I'm hoping that maybe this fall they'd come out with like a two terabyte model or something. And that would be nice. Yeah. I mean, uh, two terabytes would be pretty dang awesome and big. This is 825 gig and that that should be enough for a while. I mean, uh, then again, I'm, I'm thinking about it, 1080p assets and stuff like that, but so maybe the games are bigger. Uh, the games that I'll be playing will, will be bigger, but I uh, I do also want to buy discs, so that might actually uh, make some some headway that way. But our discs well, are it's discs iffy just, because a lot of those discs you automate day one patches. Like they're like they're just codes now, right? Like that's what a disc is, just a code to to download the game, pretty much. You right? had, um, honestly, uh, like I said, I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping that to get a bigger hard drive version so I don't have to go out right away and just buy a new hard drive because they finally enabled that feature like, I don't know, six yeah. months ago or something like that. What is it, the NVMe2 drives? Yeah, Yeah, because that bay was dead up until not that long ago. Yeah. Like, yeah, we have it, but you can't actually use it. Uh, but I want, I need the extra space because my whole hope is that I'd get whatever the new um, the PlayStation uh, you know, VR2. Right. And, oh yeah. Well, you know, that, oh I, yeah. I want to get. I, it's like there's no. I made the mistake about buying a few games, uh, disc versions for that. And I'm like, no, dude, you never like. If you're in there, you just want to be able to switch right away. You don't have to have to take off the headset, you know, insert the disc and put it back on. And it's just like it's just that much more annoying, especially when you have to. In our my case, you have to move furniture just to make a playable space. So that's already a deterrent. You're like. Yeah, do I really want to move the sofa so I can actually play VR? Like, you know, so when you do set it up, you want to be, and you're like, okay, cool, I'm done with this. Now I want to jump into something else right away. And then if you're like, well, if I have to do a few extra steps, it's just like, no, I'll just play something else instead. So I'm all about the digital on that front. Yeah, I forgot about VR too. I, I might be able to grab that and uh, make make good use of that because of uh, the enhanced power that I've got. But yeah, um, looking forward to it. It's uh it's going to be awesome, man, and I will keep you posted. Um, so let's go ahead and jump right into the news. Uh, not a whole lot of news this week. Just a couple things that um, kind of made me sort of mad. Um, not a lot of big news, though. Um, the first thing up is, uh, I don't know how much you've heard about this, Joe, but uh, another another near uh, piece of news from your old pal Nick near Nick, as they call me, uh, around the office. Um, this was kind of weird. About a month ago, some people were posting on Reddit about being able to get into uh, some secret room in near and it set the community off uh, running after trying to figure out this new secret, and so nobody else seemed to be able to get into this room. I didn't even hear about this until until the end of the story, which has just happened. So basically people were trying to figure out how, you know, this bug, this extra room, what's going on. And then only a couple days ago, um, uh, it was announced, confessed, I don't know, that this secret room in the church in near Automata is not 
a bug or really a secret. It's a mod. It's a it's an elaborate, very well made mod from a mod team, and they used this kind of. It's a hoax. I mean, it is what it is because they let people think that it was a thing native to the game. They let people go on a wild goose chase, wonder this, and trying to figure out that. And then they kind of finally came out and said, yeah, yeah, it's actually all just, you know, what we did. So it's a very well done mod, but it kind of pissed me off because I was like, I mean, you guys are trying, I don't know, I guess they're trying to make make a name for themselves or get attention, but it's like, you guys are fucking lying. It's not a, it's not a real thing. Uh, I would have been, I, I would have been, I would have been more accepting of it if they were like, hey, we did this weird thing and people were like, whoa, what's going on? And they're like, oh, it's just, it's just a mod. But, you know, to let people, let it go for a month, that's shitty. I mean, the fact that it took only a month, <laughs> especially with, uh, you f- yeah, I feel like that should have been debunked sooner, actually, uh, thanks to the internet. I mean, it, re- it just reminds me of the old uh, hoax that you had back in the, uh you know arcade days or when you used to get like magazines um like tips and tricks and something like that they're like yeah here's uh here's how you do these extra fatalities for mortal Kombat or something like that and you're like so you're just trying all these ones and you're like you're like shit did i press it wrong because it didn't work and then you're trying it like a handful of times every time it's it took up so much time to confirm what was real what was fake um and then you'd hear stuff like oh yeah no there's um you know there's all those uh like oh yeah if you beat metroid at a certain you know at a certain speed you know she'll be naked and you're like you know just stupid stuff like that people always believe uh, yeah uh, nude raider that was it that was always a tomb raider there's, there's a nude mod for tomb raider that you you have to do this thing or it, like there was always print-ups in different magazines about you know those kind of gimmicks um so that kind of fits fits the mold uh that's yeah true. i i that's that's just kind of like that is the nature of games people have been lying since the beginning yeah i mean back then it's like you're just pulling somebody's leg i get it it's a well, it's rumor. The schoolyard it's the schoolyard thing it's like, a schoolyard yeah, my brother rumors, man yeah. my brother totally did this thing and you're like okay yeah uh like and then you tell someone else like yeah so-and-so's brother did it yeah there's that there's totally a way to get that, that have, pokemon or i have an uncle that works you know? at nintendo and he said yeah everyone's uncle yeah. who works at nintendo uh yeah I, it's um it is kind of a, a tale as old as games, but it just kind of pissed me off. I was like, yeah, you guys, whatever. But it, but it's, it's a good-looking mod. Um, there are some new mod tools that they've created, so people might start making uh, mods in, in Nier to add more levels and do whatever other nefarious stuff I'm sure that people will do. Um and, and, and I, I already done, it, man. I mean, <laughs> I, and I got, I got to hand it to them. You know, they did create something that people were truly convinced about. People were saying that they thought some of the, the ideas or the, before it came out with the, what the truth was, people were, um, guessing that whoever was posting this had an early version of the game, like a version one of the game, um, that had, where that thing had been where that uh bug or the extra room had been taken out of the game um but of course that that wasn't true anyway it's uh it's a thing that happened and it set the community 
ablaze. Um, and I uh, think it works best for this though because you—it's something you'd believe uh, that they would do. I mean, yeah, it's if you if you said this about a different game, uh, you know, it's like you know a Final Fantasy game or something like that. No one would you know like nah, that's not really so much a thing. But uh, for the near franchise or something like that, you believe. Like oh yeah, that's totally something they would do. Because like we, you'd, you'd is have to. Weird this enough. is ending number fifteen, part four. You know, and if you did the sequence right, it would unlock or some shit like that. You could totally see that being a, a thing they'd do. Yeah, Nier is weird enough to have all kinds of kinds of weird. You'd, you'd believe anything about whatever secrets that happened, but it's been five years, and the game sold like hotcakes. It has a pretty big fan base. I don't know what the speedrunning community is like for Nier. I don't think it's very robust though because of because of kind of the way that it plays um but you would have had somebody find this room people just discovered that in in uh like things for Mike Tyson's punch out you know yeah uh, you know, it's like how many people are playing beca- that though? Like actively. How many like- people have played that through the history of time? And yeah, you're but, still, you know, that's the but, thing. But, but but the internet does amazing things for the speedrunning community because the internet makes it so you can you can jump on a game, learn how to speedrun it, and do a bunch, and then advance it. Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson's Punch Out was everyone playing it in a silo for decades and then that's been in the speedrunning community so much to the point where people have done head-to-head competitions in speedruns blindfolded yeah to try to beat that and they've you know that that's but the number of but the not i'm just saying like the number of people like rushing at it like yeah i'm betting there's more speedrunners for punch out than there was for near i'm sure there i'm sure there are now but i'm talking about like the number of people just playing the game. Yeah, you can you could have a thousand speedrunners, but if you've got like five million like rinky dink whatever people playing near all at once, at- attacking like wall running and just looking while pressing X, you know, and doing all kinds of stuff, just the sheer numbers might be enough to break to, to me to break open everything that, that every secret the game has to offer. Also going into the code is something that people will do. Um, it's a lot easier to do on a modern game. On on Mike Tyson's Punch Out, I don't know, like that is that is that is weird though that people are still just now figuring certain things out about it. Yeah, I mean, a few years back it was like a bald bull. Uh, his technique is, you know, it's always been really rough to get the timing down, but there's a camera flash in the background. Uh, it's literally as simple as that. You see this dude take a camera flash, and then that's your cue to hit the button. Yeah. Uh, and it's like. But literally undiscovered, like a few people might have known it, but they, no one really made it public or like wrote about it. So that was like the first, that was a huge thing. There's a few other things in that game, but like old games like that are getting, still have like tons of secrets. Uh, but as far as Nier goes, I mean, no one really questions it because they, they don't believe it. Because, you know, once again, it's Yoko Taro, the man who makes a stage play that only runs twice and has canon facts that no one ever knows about because you'd have to buy the booklet that went with the stage play or seen it live. Uh, so <laughs> that's got to have been there online, but yeah, yeah, it's what it's yeah, it's weird stuff. And it, it and it, if it if it did happen, and it was true, it would be a near game, and for sure, uh, you know, and like uh, I mean they they finished up their. Their work on the mobile game, the near mobile, the near uh, reincarnation game, and uh, they just like the Yokotaro's like, okay, we're done making near, bye, and it's like, yeah, 
We, but I think he said in an interview, but we'll make another one if Square Enix will just give us a big old pile of money. Um, so I think there's probably probably more near coming out because it's. I mean, gosh, there's the last one sold a hot like like hotcakes. Whatever they make for the new one will will sell big. But anyway. yeah, but the thing is, Square always has the worst expectations for what their games should be making and what like because if you're talking about things that sell sold well, I mean. Uh, you had like you know Deus Ex, and you had Tomb Raider, and they're like, yeah, it didn't make our expectations. You sold fucking so much, and you're still like, it still didn't meet your expectations. Maybe you should tone it down. But they seem to be more forgiving with Japanese companies. They're like, they are, yeah, these, you know, because these, these like, like Tomb Raider, we cranked out a couple of them. They sold pretty well. Didn't meet our expectations, but we'll still pay to have this Kingdom Hearts game come out. Yeah, whatever that and, is. And, and based you know. on the first near, I think that they didn't expect near Automata to sell very well, maybe a million or a couple million, but not like five, like it did sell. So they, and I've read interviews where where Yokotaro has said that ever since near Automata, you know, did so well that people at the company listen, like whenever he starts talking, the higher ups at the company will stop talking and listen to what he says and take it to heart. And I'm like, Oh, that's, that's kind of cool. But he's in any way that's, it's uh, it's definitely a perk of the job, but it kind of adds more expectations to whatever they make next. So I am kind of, I'm kind of worried that the, the people or the higher up people will, will screw things up uh, if they try to make something else. But anyway, near mod hoax, don't believe the hype, whatever. Um, the next thing on the docket, uh, Diablo Immortal makes $100 million in eight weeks. China market is not even open yet. Um, I pulled this because, because like, no matter how much people complain and review bomb and this and that and talk about how much they hate a certain game and how much it's maligned, like they know you're going to buy it. They don't have like Blizzard doesn't have to, it, it, it just makes me mad. Cause I'm like, they make a game that, that people hate and is geared toward whales and people re say horrible things about it. And it has terrible ratings and it still makes money. It still just makes tons and tons of money. So yeah, you also got a lot of people who like I'm gonna test this game out just to see what it is, and then they, of course, after playing it for a bit, they're like, "Well, I want to support the developers, and or I want to get a little bit ahead of this game to see what's all about." So then they'll buy the best value pack of whatever currencies in those type of games, and, and it's it may only be like anywhere from five to twenty bucks, uh, you know, and but you do that enough with enough people just sampling the game and they may stop before, I don't know, 15, 20 hours. Yeah. Uh, but to, and then a lot of those people's minds, they're like, yeah, I got my, you know, 20 bucks worth. You know, it's just like, you know, it's better than the price of, you know, better than going to the movies, you know, as far as the amount of time spent for money spent. Like, so true. It, you hit enough of those people, you know, even if they gave it a bad review, they still said you already got their money. So it doesn't matter. Um, I actually have stayed away from this, but then again, I've kind of was, I was super disappointed with, uh, Diablo three. 
Uh, I really liked it when it came out the console. I really liked it. Like we, I played through the first couple levels. Um, made it to the desert multiple times with multiple different characters, and I just could never finish it. It was just something. There was just not enough driving force. Uh, the loot for loot's sake wasn't enough to do it for me, and the story was really lackluster. So I was really bummed. Um, I know they just announced uh, some new DLC coming out, uh, but I've like I said, I've been so far gone from it that I just like all right. Diablo fans will always love love Diablo, and I have a buddy that no matter how many times uh, they come out with a new Diablo one or two, guaranteed to buy it. Just blindly, just going to buy it. And I'm like, why? Like no one else is like, yeah, but I just I still really love it. It's, I, it's such nostalgia, uh, man. They're, they're, yeah, their youth is so connected to that game uh, that it just it brings them back to that warm, safe place, and that's why they're like they always give them a ch- shot with Diablo. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess this hundred million, you know. Like most of that money they make is from people who don't care about like reviews. They don't read reviews. They're just like, oh, Diablo, this game is cool. Uh, I'm going to buy it and play it. I'm going to just play it and and pay money for it. Um, uh, But I mean, I I don't know. Like, so like what? so, So there just seems to be a disconnect there for me. Like so many people hate this game. I played it. I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was very good. Um, I thought the story was bland and uh, boring um, and didn't didn't grab me, didn't do anything special in the first, you know, hour, two hours that I played it. Uh, it was just fetch quests and stuff like that. Kill, go, go to this dungeon kill some enemy kill some enemies and then kill the the boss and you're not really having to think or you're just it's um it's almost a clicker i mean it's not quite a clicker but it's dang close to a clicker um and for me that but i mean for what it was it was a good one of those i'll kind of admit that um a good clicker i'll admit that but like i i don't know i just so something about this just doesn't quite just doesn't sit right with me. Like people hate this game, but it still makes money. I didn't really care for it. I would, I would have rather them spend whatever amount of time and money and manpower that they did, uh, developing this game. I would rather them make something else, but, and well, but, I thought this whole, the core foundation was based off a Chinese, uh, cell phone game. I think that was the whole, like, Scandal originally when they first came out was essentially the company who made it, like the big thing was it's based off a jet, our Chinese uh, mobile game. I don't know that, but I know yeah, that, I that was... China is like a big market and they're gonna, and that's, that's kind of the thing is like the Chinese market isn't even open yet. So they made all this money and they're going to print even more money, uh, maybe even more than they've already made, uh, you know, whenever the Chinese market opens. So I don't know. It's just, it's just it's just sad because like the it just sucks because like the development the development has to follow the dollars and the dollars go after games that are just just not that good I don't know I'm like why like it's I don't know it's just like why are people it's just I guess it's just addiction people are just like it's just gambling it's just a gambling addiction there's a a random there's a random number generator 
that gives him a a a, a trosh a, a treasure chest if they put enough money into it, and then that's what gets people like gets what gets people going. Not a good story or a good gameplay. It's just it all just boils down to gambling. I don't yeah. know. Uh, well, like I said, it's just uh, honestly, it's it's not that surprising that a mobile game was going to make money based I on know. a franchise like this. So, I mean, granted, if they can reskin any of their old uh, Blizzard properties, then it's guaranteed to make money in mobile. Uh, so it's just you know, it kind of is what it is. Uh, you know, try to not play it and not spend money on it. <laughs> That's all. Like you know, but they'll yeah. still make money one way or the other. Yeah, and like I said, right. they They're made despite money. all the scandals. Despite all the you know all the turmoil that you know, the company's been with recently, it still did pretty good. So I mean, yep. it's not like what do you expect? I mean, it's it's nobody cares. maybe unfair. So nobody gives a shit. So it's just like yeah. I mean, and it, I mean Diablo Four though you know for what we've seen of it, it looks good. It I don't know what the UI is going to be like. It looks good. Um, we'll see what happens when the rubber meets the road. But um, if they do, if it does kind of uh, meet the promises that the trailer made, then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be glad to eat my words because uh, that does look like a return to form. Um, and um, I would definitely, I'll definitely play it. Um, and not just because I have a game about, I have a podcast about games, but because I actually, I actually want to. But anyway. I'll say, speaking of trailers. Speaking of trailers, you're welcome. <laughs> the uh, this is a little shit piece of news. It's not even really about games. Uh, the D and D movie trailer came out. Uh, I think since our last podcast, and uh, w- one of my buddies um, that I play D and D with, he posted it in our, our Discord channel. He's like, "Hey, D and D trailer," and I was like, "Hasn't this been out for a while?" But I looked, and it it was a it was a newly dropped trailer. Doesn't look horrible dnd movie does not look terrible i was expecting utter dog shit but it, you know it looks like you know i think I, I read an article uh somebody complaining about how it's just another marvel movie yeah yeah it it is and for that i, I will reprimand it but you know dnd the hasbro wants to make money um and so they're going to the uh, studio behind this actually. Do you know? I don't know. Um, I'm not sure who the studio actually is, but I know that Hasbro owns wizards of the coast and wizards of the coast, uh, runs D and D. I think it's paramount, uh, from just the, uh, but yeah, if you're going to be, I think they chose the wrong Chris to play the bard. They have Chris Pine, who's captain Kurt. And like then, you know, Pratt. rebooted, like yeah, but of course you go with Chris Pratt, right? Everyone's favorite Star Lord. Busy. Um, he's he. To be fair, too busy he, doing Mario. He's too busy doing everything else. But to be fair, yes. he would have been a better. He would uh, Chris as 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 uh, a Chris Pratt would have been a better bard. Just as a bard, he would have been better. Yes. I I would have thought you know that they went with Chris Pine as um as the bard, but. To me, Chris Pine would have made a pretty good thief rogue, you know? Yep. Um, so but... they have um, Hugh Grant as the rogue. Yeah. Which is also which good. Is... Which is good. 
You know, it's not horrible. <laughs> I think they should switch the roles. I think Pine should be the rogue and Hugh Grant should be the uh, the bard. That that makes more sense. Um, but you know, it, it it is what it is. That like when I watched the trailer, I was like, I was like watching it, arms crossed. I was like, this is gonna be dog shit. And it came up, and they had you know this and that. They had the mimic. I was like, okay, that's a good joke. And they had the owlbear. And it looks like it's just going to be a, you know, oh, we got to go kill the bad guy kind of movie. But it didn't look horrible. And they've got some actors. They've got, you know, a variation. Um, it might be, what I was looking for was more than, was a movie that was more closely related to D&D as it is now than the movie that came out, what, in 2000, 2002? When was that movie that came out? Oh, yeah, that one. Um, I never saw it, but it apparently had, like, nothing to do with anything as far as D&D is concerned. Um, and it was Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm actually, I can't remember who, um, I can imagine who the bad guy was, too, and I can't think of his Scar. name now, off the top of my head. It was Scar. It was, uh, it was Scar from uh, Lion King. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm terrible with names, so you're you're, you're on your own on this one. It's that guy. <laughs> that guy was the bad guy, and uh, nothing else happened. I, I never saw it. Um, but I heard it was bad, and I I believe that's probably the an, an accurate assessment. So this movie may not be good, but at least it looks like it has a fighting chance, and, and it, at least it's about D and D, in a way. So I was like, okay, you've got the rogue, you've got the bard, you've got the, you got the fighter. I was like, I can at least tell that they are giving me character classes and they're turning it into a story. And I would just hope that when they wrote this movie, they rolled the dice a couple times to see, uh, uh, to see, you know, what happens rather than just give it all to, oh, we need this and that and this and that. But I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was very carefully uh, plotted out paid by numbers fashion anyway i mean from what it looked like they just um i mean they had was that michelle rodriguez as the um barbarian okay. uh, that makes sense i mean yeah that's that's well casted um i'm not sure um i wasn't really too familiar with the other people in the cast so i was just like all right um jeremy irons is who we were thinking jeremy of irons uh, Yes. Um, okay. And you know, like he, he, they. I was hoping they recast him. Is who else have you know? It's like they should have him <laughs> as a nod to the old movie because uh, you know he does a good bad guy. That would be a great care. cameo. I mean, he, he could be the bad guy, sure, but just as a cameo, that would be great. Yeah. For oh sure. man. So that's 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 what I was you know I would have originally had hoped for, um, but yeah, say so they have um, as far as the ensemble of you know D classes i mean you got a bard sorcerer rogue um druid uh paladin and uh yeah like or i'm sorry yeah we already had the bard and barbarian yeah so yeah it's like six six classes so i'm like all right that's it's about the fine. size yeah that's about the size you want they say four to six uh players besides the dm uh whenever you're playing most adventures and i think that's any more than six, and it's getting really any more. I, I play a game with five guys, and it's it's pretty hairy sometimes. So any more than six would be 
you're getting it's pretty difficult to get everybody to be able to participate that's just me that's just my dm talking so i'll shut up about that but anyway I probably won't go see this movie in the theaters. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. I like D&D. This movie doesn't look great. It looks okay. Um, how about you? What do you think? Dude, You, as long as we've been doing this, when have I gone to see a movie in the theaters? <laughs> I had to ask. I, had to ask. I, I haven't seen a movie in the theaters. I honestly can't remember the last time I saw a movie in the theaters. I think it might have been Rogue One. And then oh, I never wanted to see hater. a movie again after that. Because that, that was a We saw that movie. together. We did not. We saw Rogue One and Moana in Hawaii. I've seen Moana. I saw it in Hawaii, but I also... Did we see Rogue One? I think it was Rogue. It was a double feature. Rogue One, and then we were late to Moana or or vice versa. I can't remember. Okay. I'll take your word on that. Uh, I can't remember I that. I am far. almost positive. Cause that was a pretty good double. That was one of the better double features that I've, I haven't been to that many double features, but uh, that's one of the better double features I've ever done for myself. Um, yeah. It's uh, like I said, I honestly don't remember at all. So it's just, that was one of the last, I, I know I saw the last couple star Wars movies before whatever was before Han Solo. Um, and yeah, that was, that was probably the last time I saw a movie in theaters. Uh, after that, I was like, no, nah, it's, you know, very few movies have made me want to go out to the theaters to see and a few of them that they did just unfortunately my schedule didn't pan out right so i wasn't able to and since the pandemic and now i have kids i'm like it's not worth spending uh daycare or someone Dude. to babysit my kids and then go pay movie to theater prices so movies yeah are, it ain't happening movies are so expensive you know by the plus time you're getting them so fast now on like any like any disney marvel thing it's going to come within months to you know disney plus yeah um man. yeah i know we've talked about this before i love the theater but you know it is so much harder to go and try to do that rather than just well i'll wait for it to come out on demand and then i can watch it whenever i want but i don't know that's the world we live in and uh anyway so uh that's pretty much it for the newsy news there's some other little things i think sony added 10 or 1440p support which isn't totally all the way there but whatever that's who gives a shit um uh so let's get over into what we've been playing the video games on this video game podcast we've been playing i will go first i've been playing two games the first game uh came out what is it i think last weekend something like that um little game called stray uh it is a game that i'm sure you've heard about now if you're listening to this podcast uh, it's a little game about a stray cat. That's all that I knew about it. It's a game about a stray cat and maybe some little... I didn't really even know anything about the the futuristic aspects of this game. But there are a lot of futuristic aspects, uh, robots and stuff like that. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this game, as did most people who have played it. Um, it is overwhelmingly positive, the reviews for it um, on Steam. Uh, and I would say that that's fair. Um, I would say if, if people are just giving it a yay or nay, it's pretty hard to give this game a bad review. It's pretty hard. It's okay. pretty hard to give this game a, a bad review. Um, it is uh, it is simple. It is 
sweet. It is effective in what it's trying to do. It's a little expensive, $30, and I beat it in just over six hours. Um, I didn't, I kind of blew through the middle stage, which I didn't really understand that when I left that area that I was not going to be able to come back. Um, so that was surprising. There wasn't a whole lot to do there, I don't think, but I did blow through it. Um, and I kind of blew through the end cause I was like, I actually beat it like five minutes before we got on the podcast. So I like just beat it. It's fresh in my mind. Um, it, it's, it's a good game. It's a good game. I think 30 bucks is right about the price point that I, the upper end that I would want to pay for this 35. And I would definitely be like, eh, I don't know about this, but it's well-made. It's not really, it wasn't, didn't really glitch out on me too much. My, you know, there was some parts where my system was kind of like what's going on here as far as frame rate. Um, but, uh, it's a good little game. It's a good little game. One of the better games I've played this year. Um, so it'll definitely be mentioned in game of the year thing, uh, talk, I think. But, uh, so Joe, have you heard anything about this game? Do you have any desire to play it? What are your thoughts? I am not a sucker for cats, so I don't play anything with cats on it. Like other people on this podcast, Fuck you <laughs> don't be angry at the truth, man. Uh, but on that note, uh, it does fine. look very good. It's like, like it's a, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of amazing to me that there's somebody hasn't made a game about a cat so far, at least not one that was, I don't know. I haven't really heard, I can't think of one that's about, that's truly about a cat just doing kind of cat things. Um, I was afraid this game was going to be boring. It was just going to be like kind of a, like a walking, like walk around and you're a cat. Oh, do this, do that. I didn't realize it had a, a truly sci-fi, you know, aspect to it. Um, yeah, because the photos originally shot made it have a like a cyberpunk ish like you know backdrop. Yeah, uh, you know you had the neon lights, the rain. Um, so that's kind of the vibe that I got from it originally. And I'm like, all right, that's interesting to have it in that kind of setting. Mm -hmm. uh, so I really my my you know I knew nothing about it when it first you know beforehand, and so my thought was like. Are, are is your brain just going to be downloaded into a cat is that what's going to happen yeah you know that's because it like because of the cyberpunk feature you see you see the cat with a backpack and stuff i'm like you have to have a human brain right <laughs> you know yeah. experiment gone wrong you know hacker or something you know it's like like oh no they're about to you know like uh they're tracing me so i have to quick put my consciousness into something so you know, that's kind of what the vibe I had gotten from it, just out of the photos alone, like not knowing anything about it. I will uh, say no, there are some parts yeah. in it where like the, if I'm going to be kind of uh, more critical of it, yeah, the story is sort of ho-hum. It is uh, kind of predictable what's going to happen and how, uh, but it doesn't waste your time. It, it does. It's like, it gives you what you kind of know is going to happen, but it's like at least you're constantly doing things. You're constantly using the, the uh, tools that they give you uh, fig for figuring out puzzles. Nothing's too long. Nothing's too hard. Um, and, and then uh, uh, I forget what else I was going to say, but um, it, it, it's, it's decent. I, I would say that, uh, that there was one point where I did start to look something up because I was pretty sure the game glitched on me. 
the game has does auto save and you can't you, you can't load old saves. So that's bad. Don't do that. Well, if you're out there making a game and somehow are forced to listen to this podcast, uh, don't ever do that. Make it so I can go back and load an old save. But anyway, so that's one thing that I will say is bad about this game. It didn't hurt me, but I was afraid that it did, and I'm sure somebody out there has gotten locked out because of some glitch because that's the reality of games is they glitch. Um, but uh, anyway, um, I ended up starting to look up, up what I thought was stuck, and then I was like, I looked at it, and, there was like, and they gave me one hit, and I was like, oh, that's it. Okay, so I ran around and checked a couple more things, but um, it's not bad. Uh, it, it's not a bad game. It's it's definitely at least good, um, and it, it did hit me right in the feels toward the end, despite myself. But uh, anyway, I, I enjoyed it, um, and I've got it on Steam, Joe. So you can you can play it. You can come over to the cat side and just enjoy the sweetness of a very smart cat. I remember now what I was going to say. It does kind of jump. It does kind of jump. You have to make some like fantasy leaps. It's like, okay, but a cat, the cat can't really understand that. Um, so it does, it does anthropomorphize the cat a little bit, just a little bit, and, and just to make it fun. But it's the rule of cool, I'll say, where it's like, this would be cool if this could happen. And so you just, if you can just accept that, uh, then the rest of the game is is uh is all right i think i all cut right. you off there i might I, i'll go ahead and give it a shot uh you know just because if you're actually going to be looking at us as um as one of your personal game of the year contenders then of course i'm going to give it at least you know it's fair due this this one is this isn't winning that you know this isn't winning for me um but it's possible i'm i want to get away from it and see how I remember it in December. You know, if I like, yeah, that game was, that game was good. You know, um, if I remember it fondly, it might age well over time and it might, it might not, but it's not winning number one. That's for sure. And it's probably, it might make top five, but maybe not even that. I don't know. But yeah, I, now, I would say, I would with say the Pandora's it. box of um, PlayStation games. You just opened up in front of you. I know. I just bought myself so much pain, so much pleasure and so much pain. But uh, yeah, so I, I recommend uh, trying it. It is a short game. Uh, how long to beat is giving it like four and a half hours. That seems pretty quick to me. If you don't do anything special or any kind of looking around, um, I beat it in six. Uh, but the longer longer completionist or thing about eight or nine. Um, so it's, it's a uh, very digestible. Uh, I will say that is one great thing it has going for it. Um, so the other game I played um, before I get to what, uh, before we get to what you, you played um, is a phone game. I'm looking around for text adventure type games. Um, and uh, I was, I was uh, searching on that on the app store going like, huh, I wonder, you know, if they've got anything good. I saw this one uh, that I played a long time ago that I didn't really care for, but it had like a ton of downloads compared to the other ones. I was like, oh, I'll pass that. 
So I went for this other one that is, uh, I believe it's Korean made, and it's called Life in Adventure. Um, and I was like, oh, I'll give this a try. It has a nice looking aesthetic and had a couple hundred, maybe a couple thousand downloads, not too many. But the reviews in it were stellar. People were like, this game is really good. This this game is really cool. Um, so I downloaded it, and I've been playing it. And it's pretty addictive. Um, it's uh, every adventure they give you is like a page long. I'm getting in toward the toward the end game of a run, uh, and it's getting longer. But early on, the first half of a of a run, every adventure is just is like a page long. It gives you a choice. Another page gives you a choice, and then you move on. And a lot of times, you can skip stuff. You can. It'll be like, do you want it? It'll be like engage with this or go away. And it's like, ah, I can tell this is not going to be good for me and I'll go away. Um, it's got D and D type stats. So all your, you know, dink, uh, dex, strength, uh, charisma, all that stuff. And then, um, it's got a, like a limited item system. It's got one die roll that you do in combat. Um, Besides, I guess, some some percentage stuff. So it does give you percentage stuff. But as far as like an actual die that you roll, there is uh, whenever you go into combat, you have the choice to roll a die. Gives you the percentage chance of winning. But if so, it's dumb to take the die roll if you have a better percent chance of winning or like a 60, 70 percent chance of winning. But if you have a low percentage chance of winning and you take that die roll and you roll like a 19 or a 20, then it can turn the it can turn the tide for you and you can like have a really good chance of winning. Um so I've just been playing this game just whenever I have a free moment of taking a shit or I'm about to go to bed or I'm sitting in traffic or well waiting on groceries or whatever, I'll just like I'll just uh fire it up and do a couple missions and I'm like, dang, this game is I'll just find myself kind of getting lost in it. It's a cool it's a cool little game, and it has a nice um, uh, pixelated art aesthetic. Throws a little bit of art at you every once in a while. It's pretty cool. I recommend it. Yeah, I had never even heard of it, so that's interesting. Yeah, it's um, it's Korean made. Sometimes the English is not great. Ninety-eight percent of the time, English is fine in it, but sometimes they have some missteps and some weirdly worded worded stuff. Um, but it's it's also it does have ads, but they're very pleasant. Every time you level up, it'll throw an ad at you, which is pretty few and far between. And then you can get, you can like, I, I think you can make ads go away for like five bucks. Um, I might do that. I, I don't know how far I'm, I don't know how much longer, longer I'm going to play this game, but I might play it and then, I don't know, give them a couple bucks as a tip because... I feel like games like this sh- should exist. It's it's not it's not overbearing and it's it deserves it deserves money. I- I'll say that. Um, the two games I'll recommend since you just got a new, uh, an iOS now is um, our device is a uh, Year Walk. Um, Heard of that? Yeah. And yeah, that one's a pretty good one. has good has a neat art aesthetic uh, to it. And the other one was uh, Device Six. Uh, that those the both of these came out like a while ago, like a long time ago. Um, and device six is an interesting game it does things 
uh, cleverly, at least at the time, I remember not never coming across anything like quite like that for the iOS. It really uses its medium in a clever way. Right. Reminds you of, um, uh, was it the, uh, uh, is it Supermassive? The guys who did, um, Backboy, um, like, but they made a tearaway for the, for the Vita. Oh yeah. Um, so I can't remember like, but tearaway, the, I forget who made tearaway, but anyways, tearaway did, you was able to use the Vita to its full potential, really clever. Um, you know, something similar to that effect with device six. Um, it just does some stuff that's really unique and it's really, uh, I, I don't want to say anything without spoiling it, but totally worth a shot. It's not that expensive. You know, it's probably like less than five bucks. Um, and yeah, totally give it a shot. Uh, so that, put that on your list to to just test out because you know you got your phone and you got some stuff you know some time to kill. Yeah, man. Uh, I I like phone games sometimes. Uh, most of them are bad, but okay, okay. Um, one thing I did appreciate about the uh, uh, Samsung you know Google Store is that you could put stuff on your wish list, and I'm not seeing how to do that on here. Um, dadgummit. Well, anyway, um, I'm going to leave that up and I will consider buying it. I'm really trying to just try not to spend any more money. I know it's only four bucks, but I'm really trying to, I'm trying to hold the line here, man. I really am. Um, cook, cook a few more meals for yourself. Don't, don't go out to eat for, you know, a couple times. Tell I know, the coworkers, I know, but... you know, go to your house, bring beers. Don't go to the bar. You'll be fine. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I actually, I honestly, if it is on, I don't know if it's on uh, Google devices or the Google Play Store, but I do, I do recommend it. It's, uh, I, I actually recommend it to my D&D group. I was like, hey guys, if you like text adventures, this is pretty cool. And they're like, oh, I'm going to check it out. I don't think any of them did, but um I didn't, I'm not that big into text adventures. Um, I think a dark room, dark, a dark room was really good. Did you ever play that? Uh, no, I didn't actually. I think it's a dollar. Uh, I'm sure it's still on there, but it is a text adventure and it is a, like an ASCII type. It has like ASCII type, uh, text maps, like a map that's made of text. Um, and that is a really good game. That's a very very short experience. That is a very good game. I would I would recommend that. I played that back when when I was in Japan, so it's it's pretty old now. Um, but that probably has aged pretty well too, just because it's just words. But um, I don't play so I don't play too too many of those games. But this one I was like, dang, this is actually pretty cool. Anyway, I'll show you about it. Um, good game. Go out and get it. Um, but you played a, a game as well. Is that right, Joe? Yeah. So, uh, on game pass, uh, they have a game called overwhelm and it has like a very, uh, I don't know, like old Nintendo, uh, game boy, okay. uh, vibe to it. It has the, you know, has a very muted color palette of just red. You can, you can do shifts of like. You know, um, and it's the graphics are that of a Game Boy. It looks like um, it's very. It's the gameplay is like an homage to um, Metroid, the old like Metroid, uh, Metroid Two specifically, Return of Samus, right? Uh, which was a Game Boy uh, game, and so that's why I like okay, this feels right at home. 
uh totally get the vibes you you start off the first level just drop straight down you can go left or right you know it's um you have that you know metroid level design like okay cool know exactly how to play this game and i gave it some gave it a little chance and got to like this one first like little boss creature and it just one hit killed me i'm like ah crap okay turns out that you you're this is a a more of a dark souls-esque you know, when as far as difficulty curve uh and not being forgiven you don't really have you have like three lives essentially um but you you know one hit and you're done and you have to go back to like your last you know whatever checkpoint it was and uh so yeah this this game is not that forgiving <laughs> it's like you know if you want an easier time go with a metroid game mm. that's for darn sure um Honestly, uh, it was a fine enough game. Uh, I I played just a like maybe an hour, an hour and a half of it, uh, and went different couple different routes. And like, yeah, this is I totally see what they're going for. Uh, I just feel that there's some just something lacking. Uh, I can see some people really digging it and just really get going all in, but I just uh, in the end I was just like, yeah, this is this is cool for what it is, but. I can't see myself trying to do this to completion. Uh, I kind of wish it was, uh, you know, more than just this minor pixel art. You know, I want, I would wanted bigger sprites, uh, a little more color to the, you know, to the, you know, like after a while it gets a little grating for, at least for my eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, But they do a good job. Like they went for a, my, in my opinion, they went for an aesthetic and they nailed it. Like they totally achieved what they wanted. and so it's just like, you know, good on them. But honestly, uh, I'm not really too sure uh, how many people would, you know, in the end would end up liking this. But I give it a shot if you like anything old school pixel games or if you like something a little more difficult and challenging. Uh, it's on Game Pass. Uh, it's also on the Switch. So oh, wow. I'm not okay. actually sure how much it costs. I mean, dude, it's totally perfect on the Switch, honestly. Really? Okay. Uh, it's a simple, it's really simple controls. You know, and just a simple aesthetic. Uh, that was another thing to get used to, though, is because you have um, your your jump and fire buttons are your shoulder buttons uh, because you're using your right thumbstick to aim in a three you know the three sixty direction. So you're constantly moving left thumbstick, right thumbstick. You're aiming wherever you have to shoot. So that means you have to pull either right trigger, or right bumper. You can remap the keys. Um, but you, you know, and then you have to jump with your other bumper or uh, trigger. So that wasn't, I don't know. I mean, it's the, it's the most logical control scheme. I tried like readjusting. I'm like, yeah, what if I try this or this? I'm like, you know what? No, they had it right. I just have to reprogram my brain to make this work, uh, efficiently. And I just, yeah, like I said, it just, there was some sort of disconnect. Maybe I just wasn't feeling it. Uh, but in the end I was, I was kind of let down because I was, really i thought it looked really cool um i'm like all right this is you know yeah it is of a thing and so i guess it's just that's about it like you know i gave it i gave it a shot and uh but i don't see myself personally going back to it uh i also just don't have time for games that uh are as un like a little more unforgiving um you know i gave my time to Elden ring and i'm like you know that you know that's fine i can run away from combat and that and I can explore other areas much easier. But at the same time, 
I'm not going to finish that game. <laughs> yeah, I have no time for that. It's so, so much. It's just you're asking for so much um, with a game like that. And I, I just, I don't know. I, I meet people who have, who have beaten games like that and spend like hundreds of hours just doing that stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. How do you have time to do all that? Hundred like, 120 hours in one game. I don't care if it's like a really good game anyway um, it's easier if you sacrifice things like uh watching tv or then you just double up you know any any show that you're watching make sure to give yeah. it your divided attention yeah so. your undivided attention yeah uh no no divided attention you don't want to pay attention to the tv you're doing oh, you know you have to have it on a second screen i was saying yeah i mean that i don't like doing that i think you're not really for, for me i never get a very good experience out of that. It's like, to me, it's just best to stick with the thing you're doing and just do that. But, um, yeah, uh, that's something quite like, like, like a pretty cool experience. Uh, I was looking for good switch games. I might try it, but at least maybe on game pass and move it over to switch. Yeah, give it a check. Test it out on game pass first. And then if you like it, by all means, uh, you can go ahead and buy it on the, the switch. Uh, but most definitely give it a shot for free. Like since you're already paying for game pass, you might as well sample it there. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's, that's, uh, it's good. I'm glad you enjoyed that as much as you did. Um, so, uh, you okay to just cut right through and, uh, go through our, our, our yeah, TV? let's go for it. All right. So we're going to go to what we've been watching. Uh, I'll go first again, just a little bit, um, of stuff here. Uh, I've been watching a little bit of anime here and there, but uh, for the most part, I've just been trying to get, make good on my promise to start uh, Kaguya-sama, Love is War. And I did, I think I'm about, I think I'm eight or ten episodes into the first season there. Um, how many, I, I don't know, how many episodes are in each of the seasons? Is it 12 or like 20 or do you remember? I don't remember. I'm going to say it's 12 a season okay. is probably the safe bet. Okay. So, well then this shouldn't be too hard to, to get, to get caught up with. Then, um, I was going to say, I thought the third season had 12, but, uh, I, I could be wrong. And I didn't want to spend, I didn't want to look up, look it up and spoil something for myself by accident, but, oh yeah, um, for sure. But I'm enjoying it. I, I do see why the show is po as popular as it is. It's, uh, it's very digestible and, uh, very cute. Um, and uh, anyway, it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm definitely enjoying it. It's very funny a lot of the time. I did think after about the third episode, I was kind of like, if this is kind of all the show is, then I don't know how, I don't know how much I agree with people who like it so much. But I think in that fourth or fifth episode, they opened up things a little bit more, and I was like, oh, okay, they're gonna continue to expand and and uh, kind of. Uh, involve more characters and more situations and it'll continue to advance. So I definitely am liking it and I'll keep, keep going with that. Um, I did watch two Netflix documentaries. Um, one kind of led into the other. The first one I'd watch is, uh, I watched as a one called the girl in the picture, which is a really sad story about a, um, about a woman who died. She was 20 years old. And whenever she died, she was, she was hit by a car kind of walking hit by a car or a truck 
kind of walking um, uh, out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and she lived long enough to make it to the hospital, but she died of her injuries. And then they started doing digging on who this person was. And a lot of really horrible stuff came up. And um, anyway, it's it's full of a lot of bad stuff that has like child abuse and, and stuff in it. They don't like show it, but they do talk about it a lot. Um, but it was it was really interesting um, to, to watch. Uh, and it's a pretty compelling story. So, you know, if you're out there and you can stomach that kind of stuff, um, maybe give it a try. But uh, it's, uh, I guess, the the moral that I can pull from it is that this woman, um, without giving spoilers away for what happens, pretty much everybody in her life from the day she was born failed her in every conceivable way that a person can be failed. Um, and, and as you watch it, you'll, you, as you watch it and you come to the end, you'll, you'll see what I mean. Um, but it, it's, it's just kind of a sad story. Uh, like I said, very compelling, but I guess uh, if I was going to say anything else about it, it's just that, you know, the people in your life, try hard with them. Try, try hard with your, with your, your family and your friends. Ask questions and um, try to get to the bottom of things that are strange or weird. And if something horrible happens to that person or around that person um, and you know about it, say something to an authority figure. Um, that's something that happens in this, in this is something horrible happens and one of her friends witnesses it and, uh, they don't dwell on it in the show, but I'm like, why didn't this person go to the police after witnessing this horrible thing? Like, anyway, I didn't mean to turn this into a PSA. Um, but I was just kind of watch. I was watching it. I was like, People in this in this lady's life, they just they just drop the ball in every possible way, and I know they didn't want to get involved and they didn't want to this or that, but it's uh, it, there comes a point where uh, as a good person, if you consider yourself to be a good person or to care about somebody else, you've got to step in and at least check on what's going on. But anyway, um. So watch that if you dare. The other one I, I watched is a uh, a documentary called Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey. And this was has been recommended to me a bunch of times. But after I watched uh, Girl in the Picture, I was like, oh, I'll try another, another documentary. This one, the girl, the, the girl in the picture was like one like hour and 40 minutes documentary. And it was done. The Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey was four episodes all about an hour long and it is about a it is about a uh, what do they call them the uh fundamentalist uh church of latter-day saints so they they shortened it to FLDS church um and some kind of the, some of the stuff that they were doing in the late 90s early 2000s um and it centers on so so basically 
this is a fundamentalist Mormon church that resides out in, they, they were out in Nevada. And so they were very much into the polygamy stuff. Um, and it goes through a lot of the early kind of stuff that goes on with that. And Are you so, sure it's not Utah? Yeah, that's kind of what was weird is it was, is uh, they kept mentioning, Utah was definitely mentioned, but I think this particular sect was uh, dancing between the Nevada and Arizona line because they mentioned Arizona and Nevada a lot, but it might have been Utah and they were going into Nevada to do certain stuff. Uh, I don't, I just, when you, yeah, you know, the polygamy portion is generally Utah. So that's why I was asking. Yeah. So it was, so I was definitely confused by that too. I maybe didn't listen close enough to, to really catch. I kind of assumed Utah at the beginning. And then I kind of noticed they were saying stuff about crossing into Nevada or crossing into, or something like that. So they're out in the desert, um, for sure. And they were, uh, they were practicing polygamy but they were doing it as far as the law is concerned, um, legally, more or less. They were skating by on just hoping people didn't question them. And everything was going hunky-dory, more or less. Um, but uh, it starts off with a guy with their prophet, a guy named Rulin Jeffs and he was getting old and it's kind of, it's kind of the crazy stuff is like they were told that he would never die. He would get old and then one day he would be made young again and he gets older and older and older and then he dies and then they put him in the ground and they're just like, they're the, the people that they're interviewing are like, we were so confused as to why he was not like getting up again. And whenever they put him in the ground, I was like, how is he going to get up out of the grave? If we put dirt on him anyway. Um, so it kind of just, it, they kind of showed and the, the people they interviewed were like, you don't understand. We were totally like, it's e they were like it's easy for you as a they call uh, they call non-believers uh, gentiles they were like it's easy for you as a gentile to think why don't you just like get up and not do that or escape or whatever but the interviewees all were saying when you are grow when you grow up in that and it's all you know and it's you're basically brainwashed to think everything that they say is is right you just think crazy things. And I was like, huh? Okay. I guess that makes sense. But, um, anyway, to kind of finish up talking about it, it's, um, the, the old, the old prophet dies and then, then they have to make a new prophet. And it's this guy named Warren, who's one of the sons of the old prophet. And things start to really spiral out of control. When Warren comes into play he starts mixing things up and changing the rules. And uh, uh, it's it's pretty obvious to me the places that he messed up. I think that it would be to you if you, if you watched all of it. But it's pretty compelling. Um, they do a pretty good job of weaving a, a, a tale. And it uh, it has a, um, a very interesting conclusion um, and uh, some weird stuff with the government 
that I think the government, uh, so there's definitely a big bust that happens, but the way that it happens is um, there's a call that's made. Spoiler alert. There's a call that's made. And uh, in the documentary, they say, so there's a call that's made. And then that allowed the, that allowed the government agency to come in and make a bust. And then they kind of say, it was discovered that that call was a hoax, but, and then they just go on. And I was like, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. So there's a call that ended up being bogus and all of everything that was done to go in uh, was off of this hoax call. Uh, hoax it's call. the uh, it's the um we need to we need to go into this uh to this house and search you know search but we don't have a warrant like oh no help me help me I, 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 oh you hear that someone needs help and you break kick down the door oh well we must have been it must have been the tv you know well we're already in here so yeah and <laughs> we have a right to see you know to search and seizure right it, yeah it's so. like uh there it's like what the people are doing is illegal and in many ways maybe morally or ethically wrong. Um, but there is a due process kind of thing here and they skipped over it, but I was kind of like, I think you guys kind of skimped on the due process a little bit. Um, I just wanted to point you're that saying that you would be able to run a better polygamy cult. Yes, I would be able to run a better, a better polygamy cult. Um, at least okay. I definitely learned a lot from what this Warren guy did wrong. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, I was kind of like that, you know, yeah, these people should probably be, should probably be um, investigated, blah, blah. Uh, but there's a due process thing. And that was, seems to me like that was uh, glossed over pretty in a pretty heavy handed way, whatever. Anyway, talking about the show itself, it's well put together. It was interesting. I, I was hooked. I watched all of it. Um, and anyway, that was kind of my foray into documentaries. I just want to take a break from other stuff and watch something different than what I usually watch. Um, and I probably won't watch, watch anymore. There's nothing else out that there air the, there's nothing else out there that really is, uh, catching my eye for now. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, so I watched that, uh, that stuff and, um, Joe, what have you been watching? All right. Well, I'll start this off with uh, just to give you further information uh, that Kaguya-sama Love is War. Uh, season one and two are 12 episodes. Season three is 13 episodes. Okay. And right. when you finish all that, if you want to have yourself a good old time, I recommend drinking uh, while watching something. I would say watch the live action movies. There's two of them. Uh, There's Kaguya-sama live action movies? Most anime turned live action is just uh, just atrocious, uh, yeah. and so it's always a good drinking time. Um, this could adapt the, well. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know, guy has a blonde wig. It'll. I'm, I'm just curious how over the top it's going to be. When they do over the top stuff like this, it's usually pretty hilarious. <laughs> um, the okay. one that the the memory that comes to my mind is um, there was a. Uh, Oh goodness, uh, Hanakimi. Uh, it's a manga, uh, never turned anime, not to my knowledge. Uh, but it's essentially girl from Japanese, you know, descent, but she lives in the states. Um, 
idolizes this Japanese track star. So she then enrolls into an all boys school. Um, yeah, she Hi, pretends Jinx to be a guy. She, and then she ends up, she ends up, uh, winds up, she stays at the dorm and then winds up becoming his roommate. This is She's uh, the Man. random chance. This is She's the Man. Do you ever watch She's the Man with Amanda, Amanda Bynes? Is that her name? From Nickelodeon? Probably. That, that, that is a name, Amanda Bynes. I don't know. I've never seen She's the Man, so I would, but that's probably, so I'm curious what came first. Um, I honestly, uh, this, this came has out. Been out this came out probably 15 years ago, maybe longer. I think I was in high school when it came out, so at least 07, at least probably 05 maybe. Which, I mean, Amanda Bynes had a career, so it was, it's been a long time. Yeah, so, I don't know. But anyways, uh, they, uh, they made a live action, multiple live action um, Hanakimi series. Um, originally, I think it was originally Japanese, then yeah. Korean, then Japanese again. Uh, and then when they did the remake of the Japanese one, it was so bad that the other network was re-airing their old, the original series <laughs> during the same time slot. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so that original Japanese series was money. Uh, it really it really was good. Okay. Uh, and some of our friends in um, uh, in Japan, we made a on-the-spot drinking game because they had a theme song that they'd play quite often. So like every time we heard that theme song, we would end up... Uh, it was just like a, a jaunty little tune. And we're like, okay, drink. Um, anytime there was a, um, uh, a homoerotic moment, you know, to, to the guys look at each other longingly or something like that, but like, take a drink. <laughs> um, anytime, yeah, uh... it was anytime a guy has a shirt off or something like we drank a lot. Uh, we, we watched, we played this drinking game with episode one slash two, like on multiple occasions because we couldn't never continue the series. Uh, wow. <laughs> uh, it was a, it, it took a lot, it took a long time for us to finally go through that series, but it was uh, totally recommended. And uh, it, but it's because it's so over the top that it worked so well uh, because they don't, it's manga done real essentially. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you get all the, uh, the lavish, uh, backdrops and stuff like that or you see someone and also you get like a floral print or some crap like that because so it's, it's, it's how the manga be, would look it's gotta be stupid to make mm -hmm. it and you know you know it's a manga i don't know there's something about the craziness that anime and manga do that somehow it's just it's it's not it's over the top you're right and it's not real and it's not based in reality but there's still a truth to it there's still a weird kind of truth to you're in their world and that's how that world functions if like, you're playing by those rules or their mind especially yeah yeah uh so it's like it's like speed racer in that effect you know <laughs> i know we talked about that movie a while oh, ago no. it's very much that, uh, that oh, effect. Oh, um, no 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 <laughs> don't do this to me i can't think about speed racer this late in the evening i can't do it gosh that i mean that that has probably has an amazing drinking game but you would be destroyed like every time, like one of the rule I would, one rule I would make for speed racer is every time your eyes hurt, take a drink. <laughs> it's just like all the time. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, not a problem. So, but anyways, like I said, it's, uh, so the Kage Sama Love is War live action. Haven't seen it, but there's two movies. Uh, so just, Hey, they're, they're, when you're done with the series, if you want some more, you're jonesing, go for it. Okay. Uh, but, but what I had been currently watching is I finally caught up on uh, 
hadn't watched any uh season two of uh comey i uh, can't communicate and so we finally got around to it um and yeah my my wife and i we ended up watching pretty much over the last two weeks uh we just polished off that second season mm-hmm. and i think in our opinion it's better than the season one uh it has more emotion behind it that's for sure okay uh, they uh, I think overall, I think the polish was more solid as well because you already have uh, established most of the characters. They do kind of throw in some characters towards the end, like a little forcefully because you know it's still so early in the actual scheme of the the manga. Because I think the manga has like three hundred something chapters. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, I, it's, it's forever long. I started to read the manga, and it's uh, when I whenever I was kind of watching the first season. It didn't catch me. I, I think there was like a like a one shot, and then they turned it into the actual. That the then then they kind of spun it spun it off into a full length manga, but even when I started reading the actual, true manga, I was kind of like, this is, I don't know. I guess I wanted to watch the show and not ruin it for myself. I don't know. I might get back into it, but um, I, I watched uh, I watched a good bit of the first season. I think I'm actually on like the last episode of the first season. I kind of dropped it. For some reason, um, it it uh, it waned on me. I thought that it, was, it kind of finished. It was finishing, or where I was at in this show was kind of weak. It, it didn't. It wasn't holding my attention. Um, so I'm glad to hear that the second season's better. I might uh, try to finish up this first season and jump into the second season. Yeah. So I guess to uh, you know, for those who know, uh, I generally end up watching anime dubbed. Uh, just it's a more convenient factor. I it's have. not really. I prefer one. It's like I'm not. I'm not a purist or any of that stuff. Uh, in this case, though, um, originally when it came out and I was enjoying it, like it came out only in Japanese. I gave it a shot and I really liked it. Uh, so I just continued with that, you know. And then they did release the English uh, dub, but also Netflix has a history of kind of ruining like the way anime is done out and i ended up hearing about from a coworker how apparently that. the english translations for some of this is it just wasn't correct in the the written text also was off and this is all about you know two people communicating a lot of times writing back and forth or writing with, notes and letters with and paper yeah. um yeah it's you know so having uh having them knowing that the english had uh was had mistakes in it i'm like all right i'm just gonna stick with season one all in uh japanese and then when season two came out we that's all we did is we we all in japanese all the way through uh but because of that and having to actually dedicate some time it's only been like it's like all right kids are in bed we got one or two episodes in us and then we have to head to bed ourselves (laughs) so that's kind of how we played it um and but yeah it turned out to be you know, really enjoyable, worth the time. Um, they did some really good, I think, uh, direct, you know, uh, art direction in some certain uh, moments. They'll, they use like, uh, w- more than one occasion, they'll use panes of glass or like rectangular objects in the background to overlay memories. So, for example, in my case, you'd see the, the, the spaces between the bookshelves and they'd use those as different panels to show different clips of their memories as they're cycling through. Um, so they did something similar to like the, the window panes on the outside of the classroom or just, you know, like things like that. So like, Oh, that's, that's a neat choice for a direction. Um, I, 
like I said, I was really impressed on the the overall quality, and I th- honestly think I just enjoyed it. They do a really good job about being embarrassed yeah. and like that embarrassment cringe. So <laughs> they'll you know they'll do something or they'll they'll react, and it's just like they, them like squirming on a blanket or squirming on their you know, their futon or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of how it goes. Or you you get caught doing something embarrassing and you try to cover for yourself. I'm like that that almost you could almost feel empathetic for that yeah <laughs> so yeah um uh, i i was just uh you talking about uh, watching it in japanese actually reminded me that i've been watching kaguya-sama in uh english actually i did start to watch it in japanese but um i want but you're right i mean like watching it in english it just it just cuts through like you can just i don't know it's so much easier to watch it in english because you can listen to it you don't have to watch every single second english is so good though like the way they localized it i think is really good i I will say that i did i was like well i'll try it in english and if it sucks i'll switch i'll just switch back and forth because i did want to test it out but when i started watching it in english i was like dang these guys are doing a really bang up job um the the all the voice actors for the three main characters at least as far as i'm seeing um they're great. You know, they, they fit the roles uh, pretty much perfectly. I think Kaguya in Japanese, I don't, I don't want to say she's better. I think they're about, they're, they're different. I think, I think that they're about as good as each other. They're just different. And, uh, but the one in Japanese is more evil. Like she's like dark. She, she has, has a, a, she has an arrogance to her, uh, or like she does that, um, you know that the highbrow rich you know nobility kind of deal yeah and i think she plays that play you know that's a japanese you know tendency i guess you know yeah um, like she the the voice actress or whatever i don't know she's she's she like talks more she talks more like this and very kind of monotone and low just sort of a, an air of evil about about her and then the 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 american the english voice actress um doesn't quite go there um but it works she it's fine she's she's more she's a little more human about it um it's it's not worse it's just different but i'm enjoying it regardless i uh, i like it towards towards the latter end of season one they'll they'll start to introduce some more and yeah the there's another male character who treasurer like he's he's, coming to it he's been pretty funny he's my he's my fan favorite i i like him i'm like that like dude gets dogged hard and i'm like i i like i root for him <laughs> like when so. kaguya uh spoilers but when kaguya uh finds out he's failing his classes and then she like ties him she like kidnaps him and ties him up and forces him to study and then he like there's this amazing scene at the end of that episode which i just finished where she she he passes his class and he's like look i passed and then she gets the papers and she looks at it and she's like coming up to his face and she's like what is this i do all that work so you can barely pass and then she like throws the papers like it spreads her arms like that just like right in his face it's the funniest animation oh uh, gosh i love it man <laughs> it's perfect yeah no, it has such really good moments um the i i do believe that um the bits with you know, Chica also, you know, the pink haired girl does really oh, good Chica's job. Of her, yeah. 
Yeah. I told you about her, uh, like the the fact that uh, a buddy of mine told me that they rotoscoped uh, the dance, and I'm like, there's like, yeah, I bet they blew the whole budget on the rotoscoping. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? You're probably right. Uh, you know, oh, that's yeah. a really really solid like bit. And I'm like, that's some commitment there. Yeah, uh, I, we were talking about this before the podcast, and you know, I was telling you like that dance looks really. I was like, whenever I was watching, I was like, that dance looks really good. They definitely put a lot more into that because it's very fluid motion and it goes on for a good little while. Um, and then a lot of the episodes, uh, we jumped back onto, on, on, on Kaguya-sama when we were talking about Komi, but um, a lot of the episodes, not all of them, but a lot of them have like a little extra, like the, the credits will start to roll and they'll throw in a little bit extra story. Or something like that, some little throwaway thing. But anyway, it's cool. I'm definitely enjoying it. But Comey season yeah, two, sure. um, uh, Comey season two uh, sounds cool. Uh, I might, I might try to pick that up. Yeah, totally worth a shot. I mean, it's. I felt that it was a, it was an easy watch. Um, I do think overall it's better than season one. And uh, I don't know if they're going to be getting a season three. Uh, I'd kind of be hopeful, but at the same time, it's like I would be surprised if they didn't. Uh, so yeah, yeah uh, totally give it a sh give it, give it a once over. Um, I doesn't matter, I guess, but I prefer that one in Japanese. Uh, do Kaguya in whatever language you want. Um, but those, yeah, that's about it, man. Uh, yeah, Komi season two. Uh, like I said, big surprise on that one because honestly, I was just like, oh, I think I just lost. You know, like it had been a long enough time that like I forgot that it even came out because I knew that, well, Netflix kept on saying they update like, Oh yeah, you updated. I'm like, Oh cool. They had season two. No, that, well, that's just the English dub, you know? And then I'm pretty sure like, yeah. so then I just like, when it popped up again in my thing, I just didn't even pay much attention to it. Um, but it was, you know, they did, they finished out the year is what I'll say. They finished out the school year. So that, you know, it leaves a whole school year available for, uh, another you know season or two and that that would be worth it okay that's cool man well that's what we have been watching and uh with that it's gonna pretty much do it for us the pod has been cast and uh our uh, our time draws near uh to the end so anyway um that's it for me uh joe do you have anything do you have any do you have anything that you learned a moral that you learned from today's episode. Don't watch the uh, documentaries that you recommend. That's fair. Because they're pretty depressing. They're pretty, <laughs> they're pretty dour. <laughs> I will admit that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, don't, uh, don't listen to anything I say. Uh, with that, uh, see you guys next time. Bye. All right. Take it easy. <laughs>